all right what's up you guys um how is everyone doing we are back to episode nine of on to the next podcast um i know i was mia still kind of (laughs) am for like the whole month of march so that's where i'd like to start just kind of going back a little bit explaining like where i was what i've been doing play like a little facetime catch up right here um so before the last episode with our very great guests they are not here today unfortunately um little girly pop princesses but that's actually what i call them i i definitely call Jaden that pretty much every tuesday and thursday i see him bestie and girly pop princess so (laughs) we're bffs anyways um so the episode before that one i was i mentioned i was going home so that was march 1st i was home like that pretty much almost that whole week since it was the middle of the week i just stayed for the rest of it obviously why not so i went home for my brother's birthday but we went to a concert which was also his christmas gift to me so we got to spend that evening together, which was so much fun. Um, we saw this band called Bayside, which my friends make fun of me for the type of music I listen to, and I don't know why. It's fantastic, but would highly recommend listening to them. They're great. They're from Queens, New York. Um, my brother's favorite band, one of them, I guess, but that was my first time seeing them and then his 27th time seeing them. So it was great. We were He did the VIP thing, so... We got a meet and greet and some autographs and a picture and we were front row, which was cool. And it was just like at Bogart. So um, we just got there early enough that we were in the front and we both got guitar picks from Jack and my brother got the set list and it was just, it was great. It was so much fun. So loved that. And then one of my friend's birthdays was the following Tuesday. So I got to see her a little bit that weekend and then I came home And then March 6th is when my personal training program started. So I did end up signing up with Josh. He's super great. His name's Josh Friedman. If you're interested or need, you know, just like a little ass kicking in terms of just like getting your shit together, highly recommend him. He's very affordable compared to other personal training things that you can get involved with um so highly recommend it's just really great to have like someone plan out like food you should be eating every day like your macros and most importantly just like the type of motivation even if you are motivated and disciplined to do those things naturally um it's just a little extra spark when you're like paying somebody money to like look at the food that you're eating and things like that so just like that accountability of it I think is really cool and that always just helps me um it would be like if someone was like videotaping you all day you know what I mean like would you do the weird shit you do probably not so it's really great um things are looking great so far you know things are actually definitely working so love it so far I'm maybe halfway through probably by now we're on day 40 something out of 90 so that's been really great and then after that our renewal period started so that's been going on for a month today was like the deadline for that so work's just been busy and then um i actually got shingles also 
during that time period, my sister came in town. Um, and after that, I, yeah, I got shingles, which sucked and very strange because shingles typically only comes about when you're older, like 50 or older. You can't even get the vaccine until you're 50 or older because that's, it's very, very uncommon for young people to get it. Um, of course, if you have chicken pox, it's already in your system and then something triggers it. But yeah, typically it doesn't happen until you're older. Um, so I don't know why it was triggered inside my body. Apparently stress is a very big trigger. Um, so just a, your friendly reminder to listen to your body. And also just to remind you that listening to your body isn't as easy as people make it out to be. Um, I feel like I naturally am just living in a constant state of stress. So I have a hard time like gathering when I'm actually stressed out or when I actually need a break because I feel like I'm always just like constantly going and doing stuff and you know between like working out and thinking and running around and all that stuff like I don't like I'm not a napper and I yeah so I and even if I like lay around all day it's typically because I'm sad and so like my mind's working really hard like you know like the stress never settles so just a reminder um to listen to your body also ignore that i'm cooking food so we're casual ladies here you guys get the vibes there's gonna be background noise either the tv music or an air fryer um but yeah just like you know something i have to work on probably for the rest of my life but just to allow yourself a little more grace notice those things take some breaks you know because shingles is so painful and I had a huge patch across my back and it like runs along your nerves so it's only on one side of your body like breathing hurt like it was it was very painful and I have a high pain tolerance and I laid down on my back and like could not get up for like five minutes because of like where it was along my shoulder blade area and my spine like whatever nerve that is I don't freaking know but like I like could not sit up and I just like (laughs) cried. I was like, I don't know what to do. And like, I don't have anybody here to like help me. So it was challenging. It was painful. But shout out Donna at the local CVS Minute Clinic. She was the best person ever. So, you know, we just took some meds and it's going away. It's working. It's working itself out. So yeah, that's just what's been going on. So pretty much all my time has, that's where it's been. So just like, yeah, was very busy focusing on some things and, you know, it's hard. I'm just gonna leave it at that. (laughs) People who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. Um, so just like mentally and emotionally did not want to talk about my emotions. So that's probably gonna be a theme on this, but that's okay. Um, and then, this past weekend, which brings us to our great topic of conversation today, um, was WGI World Championships. Of course, it's a color grid thing. So in the summer, we have DCI finals. And then in the wintertime, it's WGI. Um, and it is like worldwide. So it's very cool. Um, this year, there were groups from the Netherlands, Canada, UK, 
think that's all of the out of the country people um but just like amazing incredible we loved it that was thursday was prelims and then semis was on friday and then saturday was finals um so i got to watch that got to cheer on my friends loved them i literally cried at every single run through that they did because they're incredible people and their show was fantastic and i love the group that they march with they're amazing so that's what we're doing and it just like got me thinking and feeling things and i was like it's a perfect time to talk about color guard you know it's something i refer to a lot um people know about it but a lot of people in my life right now who i didn't do color guard with like it's all new to them they didn't know me during that time of my life so it's kind of just like a new thing to everyone and i'm excited to talk about it um so i definitely think this will be like a series of course you know i did it for 11 years and through every very impressional point of my life I was doing it I started in fifth grade and went through my senior year of college so any impressionable point of my life like like no matter what I was doing or what was going on in my life like it was always there and I always had it to fall back on so I've always looked at my relationship or journey or era of color guard as like a relationship and more so like my first love which disclaimer most of the things I'm going to say in this episode are going to be pretty cringy like no matter what was going on or what was happening in my life like I always had color guard there to fall back on or to rely on or to have um so there are lots of things that is, has impacted and affected and have just like was along with the ride. So definitely going to make it more, go more in depth and have it be more of like a series of things that I want to talk about. Um, but today I'm just going to kind of like generally introduce it and just, I don't know, share my just general feelings about the activity. So for starters, um, I have always looked at my journey or chapter era, however you want to refer to it, as like a relationship. And not only as like a relationship, but more so my first love. And just a disclaimer, I feel like a lot of things I'm going to say in this episode are going to be very cringy. So just a heads up. But a first love and like, yeah, I loved it. But it also seemed like the first time in my life where I got to experience what it felt like for something to love me back. And not saying that the people in my life or the people who have been in my life haven't loved me or I don't know what it's like to feel love. But I feel like it was the first time and really the only time so far where I felt like I loved something and as much as I loved it, like that same thing loved me back. You know, I'm naturally 
a person who experiences all emotions just like very deeply so it's been a common theme for me to love people or things more than they love me and it sucks sometimes but I just have to remind myself that you know I just I'm different you know I know that there are other people like me like that but feeling things very deeply and all emotions very deeply it makes it it makes it hard you know because you know as much as people might want to disagree or whatever but like we just live in a world where pretending and putting on this mask and this character like it's it's hard to find real genuine people who have real feelings or emotions or things like that and not saying that I'm good at doing that all the time but just like all emotions across the board I I feel very deeply so between that and just having like high expectations and standards for myself that I look for in other people too um it's hard to find that kind of feeling in return. So, yeah, I've always just looked at Color Guard as, like, my first love. It was a genuine thing, and it sounds silly talking about it since it's literally, like, not a person or <laughs> anything like that. But so when I stopped doing color guard I looked at it as like a breakup and all the things that I found while doing color guard always just kind of reflected on things that I feel like love would feel like or a relationship would look like you know it brought out like my best qualities and I felt like myself and it inspired me and it challenged me to work hard and to be a better person and find my strengths and my weaknesses and be a team player and just like all all things that I feel like cultivate like a healthy relationship with whoever it is but those are all the feelings that I have felt and more so like I was being surrounded by individuals who also made me feel like myself and accepted me for who I was and made me feel like untouchable and just great in every way and confident and just like all all very very good things so when I stopped doing it I it it all kind of happened at a strange time of life I'd say so I aged out in 2019 and I had a broken ankle which I knew going into that summer um I found out like a week before move-ins, which was super cool. So I knew when I aged out, like I'd have to get surgery. So I got my surgery in October. I came home in August, got my surgery in October. And then that whole process was like a year. Um, So like between, like from this, my surgery to getting out of my boot and going through physical therapy, like yeah, it was it was just about a year. Like it was it was very long. So I got out of my boot, of course, before I did physical therapy. But so I got out of my boot like the same week the world shut down for quarantine. Like I got out of my boot at the beginning of that week, and then that weekend is when quarantine was declared. So 
just like every other activity and sport and thing in the world, that color guard season ended up getting canceled, which I was not in a place physically to even march. So that part of it was, you know, whatever. But the part of it being canceled completely, like it was, it was hard for me. I mean, it was hard for everyone, of course, but for my personal situation, like we have WGI and we have DCI and that's where you get to see these people typically like between schedules and living across the country from each other like it's hard to see each other and so those two events are some of the most treasured like things in the activity I'd say because it's just like a melting pot of every person you ever marched with and get to see and people travel from all over the place to see their cores and their friends and groups and everything like that like it's just a very very special time like lucas oil and ud arena are two of like the most special places in the entire world and so to even have that aspect of it taken away like that was hard like it was hard like already being able to be like oh yeah i get to go to this thing where i get to see my friends once a year and then to have that taken away like i don't know it's just hard and every everybody had a hard time so i'm not trying to be like uh, my life was so challenging or harder than everybody else's but like just for an example of that so the world ended I completed college I got my degree during all of that nonsense and then I started looking for a job and now we're here pretty much but like during the time of quarantine I guess that was like pretty much right in the thick of it I found myself really resenting color guard and like everything about it and not resentment in the way that I was like regretful of doing it because to this day if anybody asks me like my proudest accomplishment that's always going to be the answer until something else better comes along um but more so in the way that like that was like a very challenging time for me like mentally and emotionally which I know other people can relate to but like for me like I had never felt the way that I had felt during that time and like like I was crying okay I I don't cry I do now (laughs) but like 22 years before that, I didn't cry ever, Um, which is also concerning on the other end of the spectrum. However, I just like, I mean, of course I did like every once in a while, but I always had like an outlet and a place to like put my emotions. And so when that was going on, I started to question myself and was like, have I always felt this way and I just had a place to put it or is this like depressive state of mind I'm in something new so I was upset because I didn't know how to process those emotions so I just like started putting all my blame onto the past 11 years and was just like it's your fault I don't know how to process these emotions And just like any other athlete, you know, like your sport takes a toll on you mentally and emotionally. Um, So it it definitely did. 
cause some things um, that I have to work on. But for the most part, like it was a very, very great experience. Um, But yeah, like I just I didn't know how to process things. So then when I eventually like went to therapy, like I was just like diagnosed with um, I always forget what it's called. Like I just had a hard time adjusting things. It was I had like adjustment disorder or something like that they always have to diagnose you with something just to put it on a piece of paper but there were just like so many things going on and like that part of my life ended COVID was happening all these things so like I just didn't know how to process anything I didn't know how to cope I didn't know how to deal with it and then when I graduated and was like looking for a job like I had that on my resume but like no one I felt like it didn't benefit me in any way. Like employers weren't looking at it and being like, oh, wow, like you did this thing for 11 years. That's so cool. And I just like would get really frustrated because I was like, yeah, I may have been like running around on a football field or throwing a stick in a gym. But if I was a D1 college athlete on scholarship, it would have been the most admirable thing in the world. And so I was just frustrated by the people who misunderstand and it's a new thing and it's different for most people. It's not mainstream. It's not a regular thing to do, but I was just like frustrated that people didn't get it or that people didn't admire it like they did other things or other sports that people did. So there were just like a lot a lot of things going on there. And I really felt like I experienced like many stages of grief like through that time. And, you know, I felt like initially like when I stopped, like I stopped cold turkey and like like I didn't want to watch Color Guard. I didn't want to hear about it. I didn't want to be around it. I didn't want to spin like I was done when I was going through all of that. And if any, like, my color guard friends listening, like, if any of you, like, know, like, kind of what I'm referring to, that would be great to know. Because, um, like, a lot of my friends, like, and just a lot of people who I know through the activity, like, when they age out or when they retire from indoor, like, they are typically teaching or, you know, they move to be roommates with people that they march with. Like, they're still, like, in it and surrounded by it in some way. But I just, like, completely removed myself from it. I mean, I think that was definitely my way of dealing with it. And, you know, I think that I was in denial. And then I experienced anger and sadness and things like that. Um, More so in denial of the fact that I was old and of age to have to age out or to graduate and start looking towards my future. And those were all things that, like, I felt like I needed to do. And... Mind you, like, no one forced me to stop marching, like, after I aged out. Like, when you do – you age out of drum corps at 21, but you can do indoor for as long as you want. World class is, like, the highest level that's, like, considered the professional level of the activity. And you can do that as long as you're able. Um, So I could have continued marching. I just didn't have a place that I wanted to go. Um, And just, like, with my surgery, I just, like, wanted to, like, recover my body and graduate – college and was and still am like really excited about my career and 
you know, I'm very thankful for the opportunities that I've had so far within the past year of getting started in my career. So all of those things have been very positive. But I always just felt like, okay, like I had my fun doing this. Like it's time to start moving forward and looking ahead to things. But that's not necessarily the case, you know, like I think about it now and, you know, I think it's really great to be curious and to search for new things and find other things that you're good at and all those things. Totally support it 100%. But now that I've like started to do those things or I have been trying to do those things since I aged out in 2019, I have just come to realize that, you know, I was very lucky to find something so young. But if you have something in your life that you're passionate about, that you love, and that you're good at, that brings out every great quality and makes you feel like you're who you're supposed to be while you're a part of it, never let it go. Like, find a way to still have it in your life. And, like, I definitely have, but that feeling that I described in the beginning, like, I feel like that's something that people search their entire lives looking for and not even half the people find it. So, like, if you're lucky enough to find it or to have found it, just, like, never let it go. Speaking from personal experience, you can look for as long as you want but like you're never gonna find it and I think I owe a lot of that to the people that I met through the activity um and this is gonna take a weird segue but I feel like it fits so I grew up Catholic I'm like from a Catholic family, went to Catholic school for 12 years, you know, all of those things. Um, so faith is something that's important to me. Um, I do believe in God, you know, to each their own, but that's just my viewpoint. You know, it was a part of my life, my whole life. However, I never really found like a place in church, I think, um, It was something that I just, like, did growing up. You know, grade school, you go to mass every week with the school, and then you go on the weekends with your parents and your family, and, you know, you go through high school, you go to mass, like, things like that. Like, I just, I did it because it's what we did. But as far as, like, listening to the scriptures and hearing the gospel and the homilies and things like that, like, I never, Nothing ever registered with me. I had one priest that like related things to things we would understand that I was like, yeah, you're awesome. So shout out him. But other than that, I just like had a really hard time being like, okay, this is cool. And like by no means did I hate it or anything like that. Like I think there's beauty in the the order of a Catholic church and the tradition and things like that. But as far as like, relating to it and 
not going to say I didn't get anything out of it, but, you know, I feel like a lot of people who go to mass, like, they take something away from it. And I just always had a really hard time doing that. Um, And I think a lot of it came from, like, grade school. Like, I know that I mentioned, like, I had a horrible time in grade school. You know, I was bullied and picked on and didn't have friends, really. And it was just, it was not the vibe. So, like, I was standing in mass with these people and seeing them on the weekends with their families. And it's just, like, do you know how your kids act, like, when you're not looking? And, like, I had to hold hands and pray for these people who made me hate my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's not community and that's not something you relate to and, like, enjoy. So sometimes I always wonder if, like, that was part of it. But anyways, like, I like to think that because of that experience, um, like, God in the universe like provide ways for you to find community and your faith to practice it and things like that in other areas so like I'm a big angel girly like I 100% believe in angels I've just heard too many stories um one especially from my dad that have just like you know how can you not believe in that um and even just like very recently like with my cousin like they're just I don't know. I just, I firmly believe in that. I think it's, like, the most comforting thing in the whole world. Um, So that's just what I do. So I'm a big angel girly. I love angel numbers, like, the universe and things like that. Like, finding things that way. Very, very big into it. So, I have always viewed the people that I met through the activity as like real life angels that like God put in my life and especially like at the time that it happened like at the time that I started doing color guard like it was just like the perfect time for me to get away from everything happening in grade school and I had this like whole other world and universe to go to and it was like the first time I had people who like enjoyed being around me and that weren't pointing at me from across the room and making fun of me for how I looked or Anything like that. You know what I mean? And then as I just grew up through the activity, it just got even better and better and better with the people that I met. And I found community in a place and felt like I finally, like, belonged somewhere. And to this day, like, it's the only place that I've ever felt like that, too. So I feel like, I don't know like, even through the activity, like, was a way for, like, me to, like, practice my faith and find it because, like, he just surrounded me with, you know, like, I think, like, God shows up in music and nature and, like, the way the sun, like, shines through the clouds and, like, things like that, like, for me, like, that's way more impactful than, like, the Bible, which, not to offend anybody like if that works for you that's incredible but just like me personally like things that resonate with me are more so the things that I mentioned and I was around people who you know were big into practicing their faith and like I feel like that was his way of placing those people in my life and just like surrounding me still with those 
things so that I could still have it a part of my life in a way that I could relate to. So weird segue, pretty much just to sum that up, like that's just how I view those people. That's just how special they are to me. So yeah, they're just like angels, you know, just like a more of like a saving grace versus anything else. Um, so with that and the people that I was surrounded by, I feel like another part that I really struggled with when I stopped performing or when that chapter of my life closed was just like finding a place where I fit in. And I've always looked at myself as a misfit. Um, I feel like I'm not necessarily like a chameleon, but I feel like I'm a people person in the way that, you know, I'm not like I'm extroverted, you know, like I enjoy like walking up to somebody and being like, hey, what's up? Like doesn't necessarily intimidate me. I mean, I'm the past few months I haven't wanted to, (laughs) so I haven't, but like it's not necessarily in my nature to not do it. Um, But I always just like have felt misunderstood and out of place and that's definitely been the hardest part. And I feel like since I aged out, I've just been going through like the longest identity crisis ever. And like honestly to the point where, and this hasn't happened really in a long time, but right after it, I I literally like one time looked in the mirror and like started crying because I was just like, I have no idea who this person is. Like, I had no idea who I was without those people and without, like, challenging myself every day and without being in, like, an element that just made me, like, feel like who I am. And I feel like that's really affected me since then. And I always, not always, but I just kind of look at it like, you know, that part of me is still there, of course. But I feel like I kind of like locked the door on that person and have misplaced the key and I like am like searching for it and not necessarily saying like I have to be that person again because like growth and evolving are like really important things. But being in a place where and I guess the best way to describe it was like I felt like I was, like, the perfect sunny and 75 day with a high UV, like, in that world. And now I'm more so, like, a partly cloudy or an overcast kind of day. And not necessarily because, like, I choose to do that, but I feel like that's the hardest thing that I have felt. It's just, like, I have no idea how to interact with people or how to make friends. You know, people don't, like, react to things like that. They're, like, always the same way. And, like, if you're a loud person and you always want to, like, run around and play and, like, things like that, like, that's not a common thing. And I feel like most of the time people are squashing it. And if you yell, they're telling you you're too loud and to calm down or if you're feeling things to an extreme like you're being too much and things like that like people love shitting on you 
And yeah, you should embrace who you are and love it. And like, it doesn't matter what other people think and blah, blah, blah. But I felt like everything was perfect and happy in this one world. And now like (laughs) I'm in the real world and that's not being accepted. And that is being squashed by a majority of people. And it's just like, it's really hard to find like where you fit when people constantly make you feel like you don't fit in anywhere, you know? So with that, um, something that I think about a lot is being an anomaly. And an anomaly is something that doesn't fit. And I think as people, like, we try really hard to fit in in whatever way that that means for whoever you are but it's so easy to like look at the path and look at this storybook that society has written out for you or what your elders expect of you at a certain age and things like that and coming from somebody who's never been on the same page as anybody my age um it's been hard like I'm turning 25 and I've never been in love with a person or have experienced a relationship like that. And that's okay because everybody experiences different things at different times in their life. And I have just experienced it through something else that somebody my age may have never experienced before. You know, so I think there are a lot of expectations and I think a lot of that pressure comes from being in your 20s as well. Like I think it's a very hard decade of life um it's an exciting and just a very challenging part of life but some people don't want to be an anomaly and that's okay and honestly I don't know if I have it correct but when you look up anomaly it's just something that doesn't fit and that's really cool and I think a lot of people in my life and like why I like the type of music I listen to so much is because like all of those people didn't fit in somewhere they just found where they fit with the things that allowed room for them you know and I think that's great and so I guess just like with all of that like it's really cool to have passions and to love something and just to like never feel selfish or convince yourself that you're doing the wrong thing because you know, you're missing birthdays and you're not around at certain events or you have FOMO because one of your group of friends is doing something else. You know, I went through that. I went through that in high school and then I went through that in college and I contemplated quitting Color Guard those two times in my life because I felt bad that I couldn't be at my group of friends' birthdays that celebrated in the summer. And I had FOMO because... I came back on the weekends or would meet up with them and they had all these memories and experiences together that I just was not a part of. And I just like convinced myself that I was a bad friend for doing that. And I contemplated giving something up so that I could be a part of that with them. And you know what? Just about a year later, those people cut me out of their lives without a warning, without an explanation. They just like completely cut me off. So to think that 
I would have sacrificed something that has made me feel like I just spent the last 40 minutes talking about for people who would ice me out after 10 years of friendship without any word. Like, that's silly. And I'm so thankful, like, knowing what I know now that I never did that. And so people talk about it when you have, like, a significant other, things like that. But, like, just your reminder to always put yourself first, to always, like, think about things that you're doing because I think there is a big difference between being actually selfish and anything else and if doing something that you love that makes you happy is selfish then that's the purest form that you can find so just like a little like summary or shout out to any of my color guard people listening to this i just like I don't know. Just want to say that I miss you a lot. And just like thank you so much for. Like accepting me for who I was. And just like making me feel. Valuable and like I mattered. Because I was most definitely my sparkliest self. During that time of my life and. Now I'm just trying to find that kind of sparkle again. So remember to tell people who have changed your life in the best way possible. That you love them and thank you for being a part of it. Because I think that's just like the most important thing you can do. Because there are a few people in my life that I can watch perform a show or look at and cry because I love so much so yeah shout out you guys but yeah that's kind of all I got for that episode I recorded that three times (laughs) um so yeah I hope that came out all good all the way that I hope to um and I have, I don't have a quote this week, but I do have two songs of the week. I feel like that kind of encompass what we discussed. Um, the first one is by Megan Maroney. She is a queen. She's definitely up and coming country artist. She's incredible. If you've never listened to her, you should check her out. Um, but she came out with a song last Friday or two Fridays ago. I don't remember, but it's called Girl in the Mirror. And just the things that she sings about, like, for herself are, like, the exact feelings of what I have felt the past few years. And then also by Angels and Airwaves, Tom DeLong, you guessed it, my savior. Um, It's just called Anomaly, and I just think it's a nice fit, but... Yeah, that's all I got for today. Um, Let me know what you guys think. I want more feedback. My friends tell me that they love things, but I don't know. I just, like, want more, you know? So let me know what you think of 
me sharing my feelings and just like let me know if I just like cancel my entire thing and like delete my Instagram and just like never do this ever again because it's disgusting but also let me know if you enjoyed it I don't really know whatever you want to (laughs) do but yeah um thanks for listening as always and I will see you guys on the next one